Hello, everybody. Hey, welcome back to Extreme. Welcome to the Extreme. My name is Zach. My name is Joey. And this is a podcast where we dig deep on your favorite games. And that rolled off my tongue pretty well. Nice. I liked it. Thank you very much. Um, But in the vein of hopping right into games and talking about your favorites... Let's just recap quickly what we did last week before we move on. So, Joey, can you give me a quick reminder about what we talked about? Sure thing. Last week we did the Waterworks Bureau. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool, cool stuff. And then we did Oil Platform. Hold up. Fiery Level. Hold up. You're going what? too far into the past, my friend. Oh, shit. That was, <laughs> that was, that was, two, that was two weeks ago. I like your gumption, though. Last week we did the Radio Tower, and we did the Military Base. So we got to listen to some sick jams and see how Avi could rewind time. And we figured out that literally your body can be both a wonderland and a weapons grade military base. Your body is a weapons grade military base. <laughs> Maybe there was a reason that he chose the other one. <laughs> uh, All right. And so with yeah, that, we're, we're yeah. going to be diving into the new stages today. Yes. So we're going to start off with the power plant. All right, let's do it. So while we go play that stage, please take a listen to our musical break.
And welcome back, everybody. Sup? Did you enjoy that little musical break? I know I did. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just enough to jolt me back to, uh, to consciousness. Jolt you it back was, to Gunvolt. It, it shocked me to my very core. <laughs> are you are you getting where the puns are going here? Because we're at the power plant, yo, and we don't mess around. Oh yeah, especially with puns. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. Anyway, uh, the power plant. So let's talk a little bit about this. So it starts off. Honestly, this music itself in the beginning kind of sounds mm-hmm. like it wouldn't be out of place in a Sigma stage from the original Mega Man. Ooh, interesting. Uh... Analyzation. Analysis. Interesting uh, deep dig there. Thank, thank you. You have the best words. Have I told you that? <laughs> yes. And I know I have the best words. The goodest. The goodest of the good. Yeah. Much to someone, some other famous person's chagrin, you have the best words. Oh, yeah. He does not. It's me. So, I... I'm happy Go to on. honor all of you with, with my words. Thank you for gracing us with your vocal presence. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I kind of thought the music fit more with a Sigma stage because it was kind of more tense, yeah. uh, more keeping you on your toes, mm-hmm. so to speak. But like, it kind of like made a little sense because of all the uh, weird shit. That's true. I mean, you really got to be on your toes when the lights are going out all the yeah. time. Uh, which is not quite happening yet, but right. we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get there. Um, I did want to point out that uh, there is kind of a nice design choice in the background considering we're in a power plant. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do have some pulsating lights in the background, kind of give it more of an electrical plant feel. Um, unless, unless, you know, most electrical plants look like raves <laughs> or something like, <laughs> I don't know. Do all electrical plants have flashing lights in the background? Probably not. Probably none of them. <laughs> are you sure? Are you sure they're not all just like M-fueled bragers where people are just going, power plant, power, power, power plant. Damn, I forgot Jerem is such a sick rapper. <laughs> Thanks, Jerem. He really, he really lays down some fast beats. Yeah, he's got he's got a fast tongue. I know. He could rival Eminem, to be honest. <laughs> um, moving on, though. Mm. You break, you go down quickly, and you're already faced with a choice. Do you go left, or do you go right? <laughs> I love the choices. eternal choice. Um, well... Sorry to disappoint you, but they both basically are the same. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the the Which left is path. Which in the case. Yeah. So, and there's not even really different enemies. <laughs> uh, the, the left path kind of just has a few Gundam robots that shoot fire, and then you're back in the uh, main uh, platforming area, or the main path. Uh, the right door has some of those pillars that hit you, but also Gundam. So, really not that big of a difference. They both have Gundams. They both have kind of staircases upward with a ladder shooting up to a big open area with a Gundam, and then you converge back in the same spot. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I think they could have done a little bit more with that. 
Yeah. Why did they even brand, make it branch out? It wasn't there. I don't know. I always wonder those t- kind of things. Like, if you're going to make it different, then make it different. Exactly. Or at least hide, like, a special something in one of them so you're like, ah, oh, maybe I missed something in the other one. Mm-hmm. Nope. Nothing like that. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know. Maybe I'm high, I have such high expectations now that I'm kind of nitpicking. Yeah. It, so, mean, it's, it's kind of their fault like they yeah, set me up to make your game so good yeah you've made all the levels up to this point very good and now i'm nitpicking stupid shit that doesn't matter so in <laughs> in the end it's really your fault so sorry guys yeah <laughs> you just like enhanced the critic in us thanks a to, lot to we, the detail we le- we leveled up as a critic we got more customization points and now we've equipped Really, really deep, nerdy, <laughs> deep, nerdy anger. <laughs> deep, nerdy anger. Yeah, that's the yeah. newest song from Megadeth's album. <laughs> Did you hear it? <laughs> um, but as we move through, though, they really do play with this whole light and dark motif in the stage. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's like a first section where it casts you and the enemies in shadow, uh, kind of giving more of an artsy feel to yeah. that part of the stage it looks that was, nice that's nice yeah i liked it yeah uh it, it doesn't really change much on the gameplay side but it no. looks nice it's like an aesthetic change yeah um and then as you get through to another part they really decrease your visibility by making you only see a small portion around you right um which is i guess kind of the 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 quirk of this stage yeah but um it doesn't really how can i put this it doesn't really give the same kind of challenge that the other stages and their uh mechanics really gave right like this doesn't change any gameplay aspect of the level yeah. it more just makes it shittier <laughs> yeah they kind of just like made a normal level without anything and then added like mm-hmm. a filter on top of it exactly it's like the instagram of levels it's like if your instagram picture is shitty a filter's not gonna fix it (laughs) exactly like if this was all light now you would just see like a normal ass stage with nothing really different to it right um i know that kind of Mega Man x did a similar thing with spark mandrill or but like they did it sparingly to be honest yeah that was only level it wasn't the whole level. It was only actually in the parts where those half-moon robots were shooting from. Yeah. And that was to kind of add tension because you didn't know where they were coming from and the only light was those enemies. So yeah. it made it more pronounced that they were coming. Yeah. Um, this section, it didn't have any kind of similarities to that in right. the way that it telegraphs, say, an electrical enemy coming towards you to attack you. Right. It more just decreased your visibility and made you have to go really slowly because not <laughs> only can you not see, but they made tiny fucking enemies that you can't shoot directly. Right. Uh, yeah, so annoying. That's also annoying. Why did you do that? <laughs> that doesn't... That's not... That's not difficult. That's just annoying. You have just made it dark and then made an enemy so small that I can't shoot. Yeah. <laughs> that's... God, like, you guys can do better than that, honestly. I expect better. Yeah. Um, 
But, you know. But, but okay, yeah. Like, whatever. I, yeah. I'm okay, gonna... No, no one's perfect. Nope. Pobody's nerfed. Nobody's <laughs> forklift. <laughs> Nobody forklifts. <laughs> no one. Ever. Not eat, No, ever. <laughs> Except when I eat my pasta. Then I'm forklifting. Oh, but, uh, oh, yeah, <laughs> there we go. I feel like better see, now that I made a putt. I'd like to see a forklift lift a crate of forks. That'd be yeah? so damn literal. Oh, my God. The forklift lifting a lift of forks? That would be so crazy. <laughs> what if it's a forklift uh, forking lifting the forks? Uh, fork crate? You just forked that. In that <laughs> asshole. I, yeah, I'm sorry. That was bad. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, no, I'm sorry. I can't recover from that one. Anyway, I'm moving on. Um, there are some actual notable <laughs> enemies, though, in the darkness, but they don't want you to see it for some reason. Uh, it's like a some nighttime berserker zombie or something. Nighttime berserker zombie, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like It just kind of waddles around until you hit it. And then it goes fucking berserk. And goes, mm-hmm. It becomes pink. And then it tries to rush all over the place going, Woo! Okay, it doesn't make that noise, but that's kind of the noise I, I think it makes. Yeah, something like... <laughs> that would have made The Walking Dead a lot funnier. If <laughs> they just kind of waved their hands in the air and said, <laughs> <laughs> Carl, we have to get away from the yelling zombies. <laughs> 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 it's not the walking dead anymore. It's the yelling dead. <laughs> oh, nice. All right. Um, but you moving on again. You're back. There's one. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> there's, there are some more enemies. Like we mentioned, the small wall crawling turds that just kind of run into you. Yeah. Uh, they're just not even worth my time talking about. So I'm going to move on. <laughs> um, you get a special item in this stage called the FT dash R Deneb. Uh, or in normal speak, the spread shot. Nice. Why so do they that... say those things like when you get them? Why do they have to? Why do they say the FT normal Deneb? Because they're okay. trying to build a they're trying to build a theme, Joe. Yeah, and that I know. theme is nonsensical techno babble. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? They're not the first people to do it, so I can't fault them for it. <laughs> so I can just give them kudos for leaning into their techno jargon. Cool. Um, the spread shot, as it assumes, helps you shoot in an arc of uh, three spreads or five or whatever, how many, depending on how many shots you have active, uh, kind of arcing in a spread-like manner. Yes. That was a good way of explaining that, right? Indeed. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Just imagine a cone, except coming out of a gun, okay? Like, <laughs> you know what I'm talking that about. That totally makes sense. <laughs> I'm tired, guys. I'm tired. We're we're recording late tonight. Yeah, it's a late night. Um, but moving on. Honestly, this was a pretty straightforward and easy level. Like yeah. to be honest, there wasn't really anything out of the ordinary that kind of caught my eye. There's a few branching paths, again, but they all lead back to the same spot. And there's a few secrets, but none that are really path specific. Right. They just have um, little items or something. Yeah, and like I mentioned before, like the whole concept of darkness, if that was their uh, mechanic for this level, wasn't really 
kind of up to the par that they had set for the other levels. Right. It's no, like, jumping on moving platforms that you can stop and stall, or going on, hanging on uh, ropes that are moving, or stuff like that. Yeah. Um, It just seems like they could have done a bit better with that in this stage, to be honest. But maybe they were saving their ideas for another stage. Yeah, who knows? Maybe this should be the first level you play. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the, that's a good point. Like, if this was the first stage we played, we probably would have liked it a bit more cause, because our expectations are already low, and we don't really know what to expect. Yeah. So it could only really build up from there. But the problem is that this game dem- like offers you the ability to choose any stage you want. So it's they can't really, as a game developer, try to force you into doing that without making the game kind of awkward and stilted, you know? Right. Um, right. So it definitely would have been a much better stage if it was first, but uh, I don't know. Can't rely on that. No, you can't rely on any somebody just kind of picking up on that and saying, "Oh, well, I'm gonna pick this stage out of the other eight. Yeah, like no. Um, anyway, th- did we miss anything in the level worth talking about? Um, there was that. I don't know if that was a notable enemy near the end there with the red uh, spikes or something. Oh, like the, the one red... that shoots lasers. Yeah. Did yeah, we see that one already? Um... I don't know if I have, actually. Maybe I didn't mention it. Mm. Um, but that's a good call. You want to talk about it? Yeah, sure. While I like, drink some water? Um, just, like, on one of the platforms. It's, like, a laser, that red laser machine thing. Shoots, mm-hmm. like, three lasers. Right. And it has, like, a lot of... It, could, it takes a lot of damage, so... It does. It's kind not, of a tank. Not easy to uh, destroy. No, no, and it shoots them in a... A uh, diagonal pattern, yeah. which can go on walls too, and climb yeah. that. So you're like so, you can't even like go right in front of them, keep shooting. You have to like. It's a it's a, a process. No, it's a good enemy. Yeah, it's a, a good good pre-boss enemy. Exactly. Speaking of pre-boss, I think mm. we're ready to jump into the boss here. Yes, sir. So something immediately, as you notice, you go in. You actually see two ways into the boss. Again, yeah. part of a branching path system that both end up in the boss. But another notable thing is just at the top, there's this platform. Mm-hmm. Just a just a random platform. Yeah. Um, did Did you know why? Do you know why that's there? No. Do you? Uh, yeah. It took me a bit to figure it out because I actually didn't die on this stage on this boss. Uh, nice. Like I actively had to try and die. Uh-huh. Um, but. Once you die, that's where you respawn, like, in the chamber, oh, on that platform. That's cool. Yeah. But, like, it's just why? a bit weird. I mean, usually they respawn you outside of the chamber. Right. I'm not sure why they decided in this one to spawn you inside the chamber. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting change. I don't see why it was done, but yeah. at the same time, I can't say why it wasn't done. <laughs> who knows? So, who knows? If anyone um, knows... Tell us. Yeah, let us know. Uh, otherwise, we're just going to say it was a creative decision and be done with that. Yeah. Okay. Um, Dynatron. 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 Um, 
Dynatron. <laughs> um, yeah, so let's talk about Dynatron. Uh, as you literally fall into the boss room, uh, Dynatron has a few different attacks that she hits you with. Yeah. Uh, namely, an electric grid that she can kind of whip at you. That goes at various different speeds. <laughs> um, she has an electric shock taser that um, if it, she tags you with one of the nodes or whatever they are mm-hmm. you need to shake it off before she decides to electrocute you right um she has these grid spinners that she can throw into the air that kind of spin around and try and shoot down and hit you uh-huh. and i think her crazy attack move was just moving a little faster like she yeah. does this thing where she like speeds up and tries to slash you but right. like it wasn't nearly as impressive as the other bosses, like, mm-hmm. over-the-top kill moves, you know? Right. It's no, like, summoning fireballs to create a gigantic fire explosion. It's no <laughs> literally using every part of your body to become a weapon. Mm-hmm. Um, so, honestly, I didn't actually die all that often on this boss. Yeah. Uh, but again, I don't know if that's a function of the boss being really easy, or... Just the fact that, honestly, we're getting more powerful as we progress. True. So, I think it could be one or the other. Maybe it's both. Yeah, maybe it's both. I'd like to give them the benefit of the doubt and say (laughs) that it was because we're getting more powerful. Yeah. Well, we are. Um, We are. But uh, this boss really didn't do much for me, to be honest, compared to the other ones. This whole stage just didn't really do much for me, man. Yeah, I see. I see what you mean. Yeah, like, I don't want to shit on it too much, but again, comparatively to the other stages, it didn't really leave much of an impact. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I guess we move on now, right? Sure. But before we finish up with uh, Dynatron stage here, I think you know what time it is. Are you ready, Joey? Oh, uh, 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 yes. <laughs> Internet backstory. Internet backstory. Nice. Fantastic. Uh, so the backstory for Dynatron, a wide area tactical robot proficient in electronic warfare. Warflare? Warfare. I'm tired, guys. <laughs> Cut me some slack. Uh, can short circuit or take over enemy robots through electrical discharge? Or lightning strikes through remote control lightning rods. Um, she, her appearance is based off that of a purple light bulb. Yeah. Okie day. <laughs> um, she is uh, six foot three inches tall, uh, weighing about 201 pounds or 191 centimeters and 91 kilograms. Uh, Dynatron goes berserk along with the other mighty numbers and invades the power plant for electrical energy. Uh, her personality. Dynatron is a hot-tempered, impatient robot who becomes particularly particularly irate if she is stopped from feeding on the electricity she craves. So she's like a electricity vampire? Um, cool. Alrighty then. Uh, although she doesn't seem to, rel- uh, however, she doesn't seem to relish combat, as indicated by her troubled remarks when she sees battalions' enthusiasm during 
uh, the attack on the robot factory. Uh, she voices all of her ziblins, pronouncing guesses like Z's, ziblins, and draws Ziblins. them out. Yeah, to make them sound like crackling electricity. Uh, ah. Interesting. Uh, the development of Dynatron. Both Dynatron and Mighty Number no. Eight um, Countershade were meant to be female. While Number no. Eight changed, Dynatron's gender was kept. Uh, the development team started by mixing up possible attacks placing lightning rods around the area, um, and on the character, they decided to take it easy to understand the motif, electricity, and to add new ideas to it. She was then given her purple design and personality. Uh, the team combined the Japanese god of thunder, Raijin, with everyday appliances, like power cables, outlets, and <laughs> lamps. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, lamps. What? You guys combined the God of Thunder with a lamp and a power cable? You guys are weird. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds weird. Uh, Inafune asked the team to make her scarier, uh, to hide her hands more and give to slim her legs down so she looks like she's floating. Uh, Kimo Kimo reworked the design and gave her the yellow-black cloak. At first, uh, she made her hands like little drums, and electrodes before Inafune decided to give her actual hands. Uh, the hands were made into claws attached to coils. The cloak was reworked to let her open it, creating this final design. Cool. Interesting. Uh, a little bit of trivia. Uh, while Dynatron is female, she also has the properties of electricity. Uh, could potentially be a tribute to Elecman from Mega Man. Uh, she's also based off of a purple light ball, which could also be Bright Man from Mega Man 4. Okay, there's a lot of conjecture here. Uh, yeah. the, an- the antennae on her head and discs around her are possibly a callback to Thunderman.exe from another Mega Man game. Uh, the discs could also be based on the orbs from Cloud Man. This is not trivia, you guys. This is, this is just <laughs> conjecture. Yeah, we could do it ourselves. We could conjecture all the time. She looks like a binocorn if you put a purple, if you put like a big vest on it. <laughs> okay? That's, that's stupid. We can make stupid judgment calls too. Yeah. Um, in Mighty Gunvolt Burst, uh, in an attempt to try to emulate the NES palette limitations, her eyes are displayed as purple instead of red. Uh, however, this is also present in her official artwork. That's an interesting little tidbit. Yeah. But that's all I got for Dynatron's Internet Backstory. Internet Backstory. Internet Backstory. Yeah. Yeah. What are we doing next? Well, we're going to take a quick break, listen to a little bit of music while we run through uh, the Capitol Building. Yeah, Capitol Building. All right. This one's going to be good. This one's going to be Capitol. Oh, I didn't even see that coming. (laughs) Nailed it!
I am recording once again. Once hey. again, I'm recording. Recording. Re- recording. There's a lot of noise outside my apartment building right now. Oh, uh, didn't see you there. Hey, <laughs> welcome back. Nice to hear from you guys. How's it going? How you doing? Hey. Hey, guys. How are you? How? Oh, oh my. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> that was really convincingly weird, and I really <laughs> liked it. Hey, you're welcome. <laughs> Thank you, Joey, for your daily dose of slightly creep. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. Thanks, bud. Uh, what'd you, let's, uh, we made it through the Capitol building, you guys. Yes. Uh, we saw cool El level. Presidente, and he looked a lot different than I remember. But uh, <laughs> let's talk about the Capitol building. So yeah. um, I wrote this down. I don't know if it's quite true anymore, or I was just making a stupid joke to myself. But it sounds like the music I wrote sounds basically like Chip Tune Twenty Four music. Chip Tune Twenty Four music. You know, like music from Twenty Four. Like yeah. I don't know if I was just trying to make myself laugh, or if that was true when I wrote these notes. But um, I'm sticking I don't with it. What the music from Twenty Four was like. Um. It was just a countdown clock. <laughs> that's all I remember from the music. <laughs> that's what I remember. Yeah, that's what I remember. It's the only thing I remember. Um, but in the background, this is pretty detailed, I guess. It makes sense because it's a Capitol building. Um, but I don't know if this is mean. If this means anything. Go with me on this. Um, um, okay. There's, there's Roman numeral fives everywhere in, in this room. Or in the initial room. Um, numeral fives. How, are you sure they're not V's? They could, all, they could also be V's, but they look very much like Roman numeral fives. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, maybe it's just decoration, or... I don't know. Or maybe I'm just thinking way too, way too much into this. I was thinking... Is it, maybe, some, is it some sort of Easter egg? I don't know. I was thinking maybe it was a reference to Mighty Number no. Five, but I was trying to remember which Mighty Number that was. Um, and I'm gonna, but that's a battalion, and that was the gun one. Mm-hmm. So unless they're making a really deep-seated reference towards Capitol Hill and gun lobbyists, um, I think I'm really making a deep, deep, deep <laughs> cut. <laughs> And it's it's weird because it's only in that like first room. When it you go is to the other room. It changes. Yeah, right. It's only there, with with that fucking Ark of the Covenant in the middle. <laughs> Maybe like, there's some sort of clue in each level that it has a number, and maybe Ooh. like that's the order you should play it in or something. Oh, That'd maybe. Cool. That's interesting. That's an interesting theory. Let's see if we can follow up on that. Uh, if you guys have any yeah. information on numbers that are come up throughout our our gameplay, uh, yeah. send us a tweet at it's the extreme or send us an email at it's the extreme at gmail.com. Thank you very much. Yeah, let's keep an eye out. <laughs> let's keep an eye out. Conspiracy theory. This is as far <laughs> as conspiracies go. This is a pretty fun one. 
Yeah. Um, but let's Indiana move on. Indiana Jones shit. Yeah. Oh, man. That, I'm going to make another Indiana Jones reference later, by the way. Nice. Um, maybe if we play <laughs> this in the right order, um, it opens up a new stage in the game. Oh. Oh, shit. Who knows? There's a secret ending we don't know about. Maybe it pops open a beer out of the cartridge and is like, here you go, you've earned this, buddy. Wow, that's the best kind of surprise. <laughs> surprise! Here's a Coors. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, just a kind of a little note here I wanted to mention about uh, the design on the sprite. When you jump up onto the one of the rafters in the ceiling and jump on the uh, the hanging lights, the chandeliers, it uh-huh. actually makes a a shadow and light uh, distinction bounce off of the the. Wow, I am blanking on words. <laughs> off of the model, um, so it makes it look like Gunvold is actually uh, in, engulfed in light when he's standing above the the, uh, the chandeliers. Right. So it makes it yeah. look very nice. It's a cool, super cool touch. Totally. Um, but as you go through, you see a terminal with the number three on it. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Um, and you see three paths that you could take. (laughs) Double interesting. (laughs) I wonder what that could be. Mm. Blue, do you have a clue? Do, 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 do. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Jerem. I knew you'd get my reference. Yeah, yeah. He knows. He knows what's up. Jerem knows blues clues. <laughs> that was that was a good blues. I liked it. Um, little did you know, Blue, the dog was almost played by Blues, um, Proto Man from original Mega Man. And there's what? gonna be there's gonna be one guy out there who gets my fucking joke, and he's That's gonna be crazy. he's laughing. You know, he or she is laughing right now. <laughs> uh joey i'll explain the joke to you later okay um so as you move through here let's let's go through this in some kind of order let's go to the top left first all right um so this is where they introduce a one mechanic it's an invisible block puzzle so you can't go through certain corridors in this mm-hmm. section because they're blocked off by invisible blocks. Um, but they kind of tell you, choreograph which ways you can enter by showing a different style of girder. Like right. one, one girder has like dots on it to indicate that it's uh, you can walk through it. So if right. you kind of pick up on that, you actually can easily navigate through the maze pretty fast. Um, mm-hmm. And it's not like a hugely difficult curve in terms of the conveyance aspect here, but go with us on this. Uh, they introduce a few different concepts and kind of slot machine here at the end to pick their favorite. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, but uh, as you get through, you see uh, a blank terminal there at the end with nothing on it. Uh, once you navigate through the puzzle, though, it switches on. And you are immediately transported back to the initial area with the Terminal 3, which now goes yep. down to a Terminal 2. 
Dun, dun, dun. So we need to go, assumedly, find the other two terminals. Yes. Uh, moving into the top right, um, the classic moving ceilings. <laughs> so classic. Uh, yeah, absolutely. The only reason I say they're wholly classic is because they reminded me of a... Um, you remember in Super Mario World when you were going through... Of course you do. In the right? castles. Exactly. When you're in the castles and they have all those moving walls and moving ceilings, yeah. this is exactly that. Yeah. It's like down to a T. Yeah. It's totally. such a it's such a great callback. I know. I loved it. Uh, I was like, ah, oh, immediately. Like my mind was just like Mario World, I know that one. <laughs> Same. Um but as you go through here. Um, you actually get a special move that I want to kind of call out, um, called Asteria. Asteria. Holy crap, man. This move, so you get a skill in this one, is Mm -hmm. super cool. So it's called Volt. Do you remember what it's called? Volt Chain? Okay, yeah. So it uses up all three of your, uh, skill Mm -hmm. slots. But what happens is you summon electro- electrically charged chains to go over every single enemy on the screen. It zaps them with electricity and basically kills them. And yeah. on top of that, it keeps your burst multiplier going. So if you're trying to aim for a high score and you're in a tough spot with a ton of enemies, just call the Volt Chain. It'll destroy all the enemies on screen, keeping you untouched and keeping your burst going. So for yeah. all... For all you cool. like, for all you guys looking for completion status, this is a fantastic little cheat skill. <laughs> um, yeah. Also, it just looks cool. Just summoning gigantic chains across the screen. It looks cool, guys. It looks cool. Um, but as we go through here, uh, we make it to another terminal and get teleported back uh, via a cool-looking portal into the uh into the main room where now we only have one more terminal to go through uh but i wanted to do more i know but the level had to end sometime man and this is like a mini series of different conveyances to show you uh yeah. first we had the blo- the block puzzles uh now then we had the moving walls and ceilings um and now finally we have stealth enemies on the far right, um, which is an interesting one, because there there are podiums in the background, with uh, I assume presidential busts on the top of them. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's just people's faces, robo uh, robo senators. They all look like Frankenstein a little bit. Ooh, but- ooh, or maybe it's. The like the Hall of Presidents from Futurama, yeah, where they have all the heads in jars, <laughs> and they're just kind of there, and like they're actually it, trying to talk to you. It is the Capitol building, so that that's true. Is that where they were in Futurama in the Capitol building? No, I think it was like the library or something. Oh, uh, maybe the Library of Congress or something. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about or right. Some- um, but yeah, I, so what happens is they're stuck in the background first, and then as you go past them, the enemy 
the podium becomes the enemy and tries to jump yeah. out and surprise you. Scary shit. Blah! <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to scare you guys. Um, but yeah, so they have these presidential heads on podiums. And um, honestly, it's they're pretty sneaky sneaky sometimes. <laughs> they actually sometimes end up cornering you because two of them will come out, one in front and one behind, kind of yeah. trap you. And you have to shoot your way out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a little trick, if you shoot the podium off their head, they freak out, and they kind of just move erratically. So maybe not a trick, because they'll just jump faster, but if you want to fuck with them, that's a good way to do it. <laughs> um, and then as we finish up this section here, we nail it down to zero, and get a little quick text box that pops up that says, oh, yeah. uh, security level zero, transferring outside. Um, now, Joey. Yes. Imagine if this was how the actual Capitol building was. <laughs> Just imagine Just like, that for one minute. Like, to go and see the prime minister, you have to disengage three separate terminals while being literally teleported back to a, to a point in the room, and then once you've achieved enough terminal... <laughs> I'm going to make a stupid pun. Terminal velocity. Uh, I knew that was coming. <laughs> you get to... You go outside and meet the president in his room yeah. that's not quite attached to the building. <laughs> God, nobody would go to the prime minister ever anymore. I don't know. I'd I'd be even more inclined. Uh, unless your name is Mega Man or Gunvolt or Beck or whatever his name is, I don't think we'd stand much of a chance. <laughs> no, probably not. Uh, but it's a good idea. I like it in theory. <laughs> um, but you do get a very cool item actually that I forgot to mention. Uh, it's called Capella. And it actually, it actually makes your bullets ricochet, so yeah. it could bounce off of walls and it'll try and hit enemies, uh, just kind of bounding around, which is honestly a really convenient shot to have, because yeah. even if you miss, you still have a chance to hit them, because they're moving right. around, the bullet is moving around too, Yeah. so you have a higher probability of taking down whatever you need. Yeah. Um... And then you remember how we talked before about the slot machine of conveyance, um, uh-huh. conveyances they wanted to, to go with? Yeah. All right, so let's, let's run that slot machine right now. I'm pulling the lever. Oh, man. Joe? <laughs> yeah? You know what I landed on? What? It landed on... Jerem, can you give me a drum roll? Thank you. Invisible blocks! Invisible blocks! Invisible blocks. I so they, they've decided to just make invisible blocks be the final hurdle you have to jump through. Um, literally. <laughs> um, and so what happens is there's no floor now, so they're in that part where, you know, you've learned how to deal with visible blocks, so you kind of got to yeah. work with it. 
Um, yes. It's like Indiana Jones, again, like I was going to say. Which one was the that? Invisible, invisible Bridge there. Oh, where he has to walk the, the leap, the leap of faith. Oh right, right. Which one was that in? The uh, Last Crusade. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Nice. That's With a John good call. Right? Oh yeah. yeah. And I haven't watched that one in a while. It's the best one. Well, it's my favorite one. I I mean Sean Connery does elevate a lot of movies. He makes them oh, yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Um. But moving on. Uh. You can actually shoot the blocks to kind of get a sense of where yeah. they are in space to help you out yeah. a little bit. And honestly, mm-hmm. you'll see enemies also crawling on the blocks to give you a sense. So mm-hmm. it's not too hard, but it's not easy. Yeah. Right. Uh, it, yeah. You have to figure it out. Yeah, you have to figure it out. And um, honestly, this is a nice change back to uh, the whole conveyance aspect of teaching you a, a mechanic and kind of making challenging you gameplay wise. Um, this one was a bit different though from the rest, because like we said, they introduced three separate conveyances. So you kind of had to be ready to handle any one of them in that case. Right. So it was kind of like we said, a slot machine of chance. So I really like that choice. That was a good choice. Why didn't you cool. put some of those design choices in Dynatrons? Yeah, Dude. it's like one of them. Just one of them could be reused. <laughs> but no, you had to bulk up on Countershade. <laughs> um, I think that's about it for the stage, though. Is there anything else you wanted to talk yeah. about? Ah, we're basically there. No, let's talk basically, about... Sorry? In the presidential office. We're in, we are in the presidential office, and the president looks a lot different. <laughs> I don't remember the president just carrying around a sniper rifle and having a big sombrero. Just wait, like, two years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll be like idiocracy with uh, yes, President exactly Camacho. Yeah. Uh, I can't believe you've seen that movie also. <laughs> it's such a good one! What are you talking about? <laughs> it's so, yeah... It's, it's like, like so true. It's like so like. It's also just accurate. now like required movie watching for the world. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Everybody needs to watch this movie now. If you have not, go watch mm-hmm. it. It's called Idiocracy. Uh, just watch it. You're doing yourself a favor. It's hilarious, and it's weirdly appropriate for the time. Yes. <laughs> um, but anyway, counter shame. Uh, man loves his guns. You gotta say, man loves his guns. Yeah, yeah. Um, he definitely looks like a bit of an old-timey bandito. <laughs> uh, so this guy can do interesting types of shots. Uh, the main one he'll rely on is a portal shot, where he kind of shoots a portal in the ground or wherever, and then an exit portal at a different location, shoots a burst of three shots into one, and it comes out the other and tries to snipe you wherever you are. Yeah. Uh, very cool idea, actually. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, haha, you missed. And then it comes out of the portal and you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. I should have been and paying more attention. Yeah. And you um, don't know, like, what angle it's coming at. Exactly. You really got to be on your game because I think the angle can adjust based on where you are. Right. Um... And then another shot he actually have is he has his ricochet ricochet shot. So he'll have a bullet just kind of bouncing around 
And you gotta make sure you do not get in the way of that, because that will hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, top of hurting, he gives you fake present bombs. Right? How yeah. cruel is that? It's such a dick move. He lays down fruit and the fruit explodes. Yeah. That was a good banana, damn it. <laughs> I wanted that. Uh, but he does actually heal you, or he he tries to heal himself, to be honest. Because he kind of sets the expectation that everything he drops is going to be a bomb. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then he drops three hearts. But the thing is, only two of those hearts are bombs. One of them is actually a heart. Um, and oh, really? Yeah, so actually, if you don't recognize that fast enough, he'll drop himself into a portal onto that health and regain some health himself. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's cool. That's awesome. That's a smart move, actually, because he's kind of yeah. set it up to see that everything he's dropping is is going to be a bomb, so you instinctively want to dodge it. But at the same yeah. time, you see him pick up one of the bombs again. Yeah. And that doesn't and really like, make oh, sense. Shit. And you're like, more, oh, wait a minute. There's more to it. There's exactly. more to it. Exactly. There's layers to this fight. Yeah. So it's kind of like trying to mess with your head. It's getting in there. Um, it's really a bit of a mindfuck. Um, and yeah. speaking of mindfuck... Uh, <laughs> Like, the dude, literally, his uh, desperation move is to shoot you, the player. Uh, He, like, aims up his, like, he looks like he's at the top of the screen. He has his red laser uh, kind of moving around the screen like he's trying to shoot you. And then the laser kind of focuses dead on the middle of the screen. And then, Mm -hmm. boom! He just shoots. Boom. Right at the middle of the screen. And now for the rest of the battle... You have this giant gun-sized hole in the camera. Yeah. So you can actually, you have to fight now with this aesthetic change to the to your, to your view. Yeah. So you now have to fight not only all these portal shots, not only all these ricochet shots, not only all these bombs, but with a broken camera. <laughs> like, oh my god. That makes this fight crazy. There's yeah. bullets flying everywhere and bombs falling and you are having a hard time seeing anything because of the broken screen and this is a good boss fight. Uh, so good. My favorite one so far, I think. I would tend to agree. There's a lot of different layers to this fight and yeah. it, it really makes you think. It keeps you on your mm-hmm. toes and it makes you think. That is a good totally. boss fight. Not he like the last one. And he also has a sombrero and he's super cool. Yeah. Ah. Uh, but yeah, you know what? After we take him down, that's it. Game over, man. He's done. Game over. Game over, man. Game over. Game over man. <laughs> um, but that's about it. Um, but before we're done here, I believe it's time. It's about that time, right? Is it? Is it? Is it time? It is time. It's- for an internet backstory. Internet backstory. Yes, Jerem. Thank you for that stinger. Uh, so let's dive right into it. Countershade. Uh, the log- logistical support robot specializing in sniping utilizes espionage tactics through optical camouflage and has an ultra-long range shot uh, shooting ability through a high-fidelity radar and sniper rifle. Um, so 
So he's basically John Wayne with a sniper <laughs> rifle. Nice. Uh, um, Countershade has a massive E2E-2C e Hawkeye dish for a hat. Um, not sure what that is. Maybe I'll open that up in a second, and we'll see. Um, oh, what? Hmm? Uh, okay, so a ho- the Hawkeye dish that they're talking about is actually a dish on top of an actual plane called the Northrop Grumman E-2 Hawkeye. This uh, sounds intense. It's an American all-weather carrier-capable tactical airborne early warning aircraft. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, but, yeah, I can actually see the resemblance there. Anyway, uh, weighing in at 602 pounds or 273 kilograms and a height of 6 foot 4 inches tall or 193 centimeters. Um... Also, you may not have known, but he holds a throwing dart in his mouth like a cigarette. Because he's a real western badass. Cool. Uh, Countershade's story, he was one of the many robots who went berserk during the events of the original Mighty Number no. 9. Uh, he takes over the Capitol building and fills it with booby traps, intending to turn it into the capital of his new robot nation. Um, his, oh, yeah. His personality, Countershade is a ruthlessly efficient hunter and trapper who greatly values his independence and that of other robots, promising to set all of them free when he becomes the president of his robot nation. Uh, While under the influence of the virus, he shows disdain for humans and any robots who willingly serve them, uh, calling the people who fled the Capitol building meat sticks and Beck a little doggy as he tries to chase him down. And he speaks with a western drawl, of course, because... We really hammered in this whole good, the bad, the ugly thing he's got going on. Yeah. Um, a little bit of development trivia. Uh, Countershade was supposed to be a female with the theme of the radar and optical camouflage along with the espionage and assassination. As the mighty number of robots were designed for robot gladiator tournaments, they decided bosses were... Uh, were uh, sorry. They decided bosses were either tailored to destroy other robots or cause damage in general, with as much variation as possible. Uh, even though... I'm going to mess this up. Imaida asked for number 8 to be female. Kimo Kimo made number 8 a cowboy anyway. Uh, <laughs> Inafude felt the design was great and thought it would be a great idea for him to lose his right arm, in addition to giving him cowboy spurs. Uh, the development team worked on the color scheme until they decided on the current one. Um, and yeah, that's actually a good point. He only has one arm. Oh. I didn't even notice that. Yeah, I didn't either. And his, his arm is just in the gun. <laughs> Interesting. Cool. Uh, a little like bit. Mega Man. Yeah, right? Except Mega Man has two arms, and this guy has just one arm. I thought one of Mega Man's arms is a gun. Yeah, but Mega Man has two arms. <laughs> oh, he just has one arm and he just has, a gun. He just has one arm and it's a gun arm. <laughs> uh. Yeah, there we go. Um, Countershade seems to be based on Searchman and Darkman from the Mega Man series. Uh, the design of his face, a pointed goatee and eyes concealing the brim of the hat, is reminiscent of the expert marksman 
Daisuke Jigen from the Lupin 3 media franchise. Uh, oh, Countershade. Yes. Uh, yes, Lupin 3, my favorite <laughs> media franchise. <laughs> uh, Countershade doesn't actually teleport. If the player manages to attack him before he switches his position, it's revealed he only becomes invisible. It's also hinted by the variation code Countershade uh, that he can also become intangible when he cloaks. But I guess mm-hmm. in this one, he can also legitimately use portals to teleport. Um, according to Kimo Kimo, as shown in one of the t-shirt designs, Countershade can transform his rifle into an actual hand. Cool. Um, and that's going to be it for the backstory of uh, Countershade. Internet backstory. Nice. Awesome. Um... And with that, I think we're done for this episode, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Good uh, episode. Yeah. My, we talked a lot more than I thought we would. Yeah. Um, so thank you guys again very much for listening. We really appreciate it. Thank you again for reaching out to us. We really appreciate it. Thank you, Brandon, for emailing us. You are the man. Um, we want to hear from the rest of you guys, too, though. If you guys have any other great ideas, feel free to reach out to us. Uh, our email is itsthextreme at gmail.com. That's I-T-S-T-H-E-X-S-T-R-E-A-M at gmail.com. Or you mm-hmm. can you can reach out on our Twitter at It's the Extreme. Or you can check us out on YouTube. Um, Joey will actually be creating a Facebook group for us to gather around and convene in. And we'll uh, post some stuff in there. Yeah, I'm working on getting us an Instagram up and running at It's the Extreme. Um, I'm getting us a Twitch page, yo. Guys, we're we're blowing up here. Um, <laughs> literally, my arm just blew off. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm gonna try and actually start doing this thing where I uh, rec- do some live Twitch streaming. So if you wanna check it out, check out uh, It's the Extreme on Twitch. And trying to follow me and uh, give it notifications of whenever I'm recording. And hopefully Joey can be there too. Yeah. Um, other than that, um, listen, check us out on Podbean, iTunes, Google Play. Um, ratings and re- rate and review on those. Uh, they really do help us out. Help us get yeah. new listeners. So again, word of mouth is the best way to get this out. But um, those help us out a lot too. Anything else I forgot? I feel like I just word vomited all over the listeners. It was more like a word massage. Ooh, I like that. Did, did yeah. they feel, do you think it was like an ear massage? Yeah, I think it was, it was nice. And now people are inspired to give us a comment or, or two. You know? That is great. I hope so. <laughs> so thank you again, guys, for listening. Uh, we're just going to fade out with uh, another song here. Um, in yeah. the in the show notes for the day, Joey will put the names of the tracks that he uses, and uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. That's right. Love you. Hey.